On this episode, I'll explore the difference between SEO and CRO and answer the question of whether or not you should optimize your pages for search engines and conversions at the same time. You're listening to Landing Page School, presented by Growth Marketer. This is where you'll find bite-sized insights on landing page design, A-B testing, and conversion optimization, helping you turn more of your website visitors into leads and customers. And now, here's your host, Nicholas Scalise. Hello and welcome to the Landing Page School podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Scalise, and today I'll be answering the question that has come up again and again, and it's basically this. Can you optimize a landing page for both SEO and CRO? Now, before we do anything, I should define those two acronyms. So SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization, and it's all about driving free traffic to your website or landing pages. Now, back in the day, when we were talking about SEO, we would usually be talking about multiple search engines. But let's be realistic. Most people these days are using Google. So when we mention SEO, we're really talking about how to get ranked on Google organically without paying for ads. So that's what we mean when we say SEO or search engine optimization. And then, of course, CRO stands for conversion rate optimization, or lately it's been referred to more and more just by the term conversion optimization. And that's a whole nother discussion of why I am personally not a fan of the phrase conversion rate optimization, because if we're only trying to optimize a conversion rate, there's a lot of manipulation that you can do to get to that end goal. And that's not really the goal of what we're trying to do, but that's a whole nother discussion. But for the purposes of this episode, SEO stands for search engine optimization and CRO stands for conversion rate optimization. So in general, conversion rate optimization or CRO is all about converting your website visitors or your landing page visitors into leads or customers. So it's all about driving them down the funnel. So basically we have these two things that are going on. We want to drive traffic to specific pages and then we want to convert that traffic into leads and ultimately into customers. And really, if you think about these two goals, they're very different goals, right? So in a way, they do conflict because driving traffic to a page is different than converting traffic that is already on that page. And so that's why there's so much debate and so much discussion in the marketing industry about optimizing a page for both SEO and CRO at the same time. It's difficult because you have these two different ends of the spectrum here, and you're trying to do a lot with a single page. So the question comes up of what should we focus on? Well, it really comes down to your goals and your strategies, and you need to have both a traffic strategy and a conversion strategy, no matter what you're doing, even beyond just focusing on SEO or CRO, just in general, as a good growth marketer or a good business owner, you want to have both a traffic strategy to acquire traffic and a conversion strategy to convert that traffic into leads and into customers. You need to know how are you going to get people to your website or landing pages, and once they're there, how are they going to convert? So you really should start with your purpose. What are your business goals? What are the ultimate objectives, and how are you going to measure those objectives? What are your KPIs, for instance? What does success look like? And here's a really important question. How much are you willing to pay for that success? Because no matter what any marketer or consultant or guru will tell you, there's no such thing as free traffic. You're going to have to pay for those visitors, whether it be with ad dollars or if you go the SEO route and you try to get traffic organically, that's absolutely fine. But you're still 
going to be paying in terms of the time and energy and effort and expertise and content and everything else that's involved in getting something ranked on Google. It's going to take a lot of work because it's very competitive these days to get ranked on Google organically in a position where you'd get a fair amount of traffic for the keywords and you'd get the type of traffic that you actually want. So it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort and it takes a lot of content and a lot of expertise, basically. A lot of people just don't think about SEO as costing something because they're not actually paying the ad dollars that they would typically pay for a Google Ads campaign or a Facebook Ads campaign to get traffic to your landing page. So anyways, if you decide that SEO or organic optimization is going to play a big role in your traffic strategy, then you really need to focus on getting that traffic in the first place. And to do that, you need to go back to the basics of SEO, which really comes down to relevance and authority. Now, I am not an SEO expert, and I don't want this to be an SEO training podcast episode, but there's already a lot of great resources out there. You can search for Backlinko, Brian Dean at Backlinko. He's probably the number one SEO expert I would recommend you check out. And there's a whole bunch of other folks providing a lot of SEO content these days. But no matter what you're going to learn, it's going to come down to relevance and authority. How can you increase the relevance of your content and your pages? And how can you increase the authority of your pages and your brand? You want to have content that is relevant and it has to be relevant to the search query. And then you want your content to be on a page that has some authority behind it. And you get authority from a number of different ways, but in essence, it comes down to the backlinks that you have that are pointing to the page and the authority of those backlinks because everything is interconnected. So you sort of have to play around with those two different aspects of relevance and authority if you want to rank organically. Now, of course, there's so much more to that, and we could talk about keyword research and the traffic volume for those keywords, and there's a lot that we could get into with SEO because you want to make sure that you're not just ranking for any keywords, but you're ranking for the right keywords that have enough traffic to make it worth it. But you also want to rank for keywords where you know you have an opportunity to rank. Because, for instance, if you're trying to rank on Google for the keyword Facebook, you're never going to get on page one for that keyword. But for something that's more of a long tail keyword, you have a better chance of getting onto page one. Now, if you don't want to deal with all of these SEO factors that we're talking about, the other option is simply to pay for ads. And as long as you're driving quality paid traffic to your pages and you're seeing an ROI from it, well, in that case, you probably don't need to do SEO. So there's a lot of folks out there that totally disregard SEO and they simply get all of their traffic through paid media. I'm not saying that's the right way to go. I'm just saying that's what happens. In some cases, you'll see the opposite where people completely disregard paid media and they only run SEO campaigns to try to get that quote unquote free traffic. Whatever the case may be, however you're trying to get traffic to your landing pages or your website, you want to make sure that you're seeing an ROI or a return on investment over time. But anyways, for the purposes of this episode, we can basically say that whether you're doing SEO or you're running paid ads, you're trying to do the same thing. You're trying to generate traffic, high quality traffic to your landing pages or your website. So once you've figured out what your traffic strategy is, whether it's SEO or paid media, then you can start thinking about your conversion strategy. And they both go hand in hand because you can't really have one without the other. Because if you have a great conversion strategy, if you start building landing pages that are optimized to convert and everything's just going great and you know that these are high converting pages, that's great. But if you don't have any traffic to those pages, what good do they serve? 
at the same time, if you're getting a lot of traffic to your website or to your landing pages, but it's just not converting because you haven't invested in your conversion optimization strategy, well, that's not really going to serve your purposes either. So you want to get quality traffic, but you also want to get the conversion aspects of your landing page really dialed in so that people take action. Now, in terms of which of these different areas you should focus on first, that's another question that I get asked all the time. I always recommend starting at the top of the funnel and working down. So what I mean by that is first, you need to focus on getting traffic. Then after that, once you're starting to get people to your pages or to your website, that's when you should start worrying about conversions because you need to have some data to work with and data in this sense is your traffic. It's the people visiting your pages. You want to see what they're doing, seeing how they're interacting with the page. So you first want to start with your traffic strategy and then go one step down through that funnel and focus on your conversion optimization strategy. Because after all, a lot of what we're going to be talking about on this podcast series is about testing and to run tests, whether it's an A-B test or a qualitative test or a usability test, you're going to need data. So you want to get that traffic to your pages. Now, this is where it gets interesting because let's say your strategy is SEO. You're trying to get that organic traffic. If you have a page that's working really well and it's ranking organically on Google for a specific keyword that has a lot of search volume and you're getting relevant free traffic from Google to the page without paying for it, you don't want to then go to that page and completely revise it to make it more conversion optimized because then you're basically going to put in jeopardy everything you've done at this point to get it to rank organically. Because maybe you have a lot of content on that page, for instance, and that's what's helping it rank organically. And if you go and change all that just so that you can get more of those people to convert, you could be hurting the potential for that page to stay ranked on Google. So you don't want to go and change a page that's ranking really well on Google. You don't want to change it completely just to try to squeeze more conversions out of it. However, you can make some subtle changes to these types of pages to try to get more conversions. And here are some examples. Number one, you can use call to action buttons. So a button does not need to be overwhelming and it doesn't need to negatively impact your search rankings. It doesn't have to take over the whole screen, but you can basically embed buttons or banners or call to action sections in your content that's already ranking organically. And the really the best way to do this is when it becomes a natural part of the content. So for instance, if you're reading a blog post, for instance, let's say you're a roofing contractor and you have an article all about tips for hiring a roofing contractor and what to look for. If you have right in the middle of that content, a really organic looking or natural, authentic looking call to action section with a button that is directing people to either get a consultation or download a free lead magnet, but it's built into the article and it doesn't jump out and it doesn't create chaos for the visitor, that's going to be a great way to build a conversion element into a page that's already ranked well for an organic search phrase. Or for instance, if you have an article on your blog that's ranking organically very well for something like roof maintenance, why not embed a request to get a PDF or an ebook that gives the 10 best tips on how to maintain your roof over time? This can be a great lead magnet that you build into your blog article. So these are ways that you can build very relevant calls to action into your content that's not going to distract from the content and it's not going to take over the whole page. So think about embedding some type of lead generating content into your organic content that's already ranking. And if you have a blog, you can do this for each category. So for instance, you can make it super relevant. 
Going back to the roofing contractor example, let's say you have a blog category about roof maintenance, then you can create a roof maintenance ebook. And let's say you have a category that's all about the design of roofs or the design of different roofing styles. You can have an ebook about that just for that category and all the posts within it. Maybe it's like a lookbook of different styles and different types of roofs that people can check out and compare. And so this is going to be very relevant to those posts in that category. Now you can also have these calls to action appear as sticky bars or pop-ups, but this is where you need to start getting careful because if you overuse sticky bars and pop-ups, that's going to negatively impact your organic SEO rankings because Google a while back came out and said, you know, we don't want people to get overwhelmed with too many pop-ups and interstitials and other elements like that that take away from the experience for the visitor. So you do have to be careful if you're overusing those elements. So if you do go with this approach and you wanna use a few pop-ups here and there, the idea is still to rank your content organically and focus on the relevance of that content by answering the search query and provide a lot of value, but still allow people to click through to a second page or something like that that's more relevant and more focused on getting them to take action and convert into a lead and customer. And that's where you wanna put most of your conversion optimization experience into play. So this is more of a click-through approach where you have your initial page on your site that is built to rank on Google for a specific key phrase and it has lots of content. And then you have a call to action built into it that has some type of button that will then allow people to click through to a more conversion focused page that is not meant to rank on Google, but it is meant to get people to take action. So this one, two approach has worked really well for a lot of folks, including a lot of our clients at Earnworthy. And the other cool thing about this two page approach where you have an initial page that's going to rank organically on Google and then a secondary page that is built with a conversion optimization mindset is that you can really add some additional elements to that secondary page that are totally conversion focused elements that typically you wouldn't wanna to add to your main site or your SEO focused page. Maybe things like a testimonial from people who have downloaded the lead magnet that you're talking about. Because with the second page, the conversion focus page, you don't need to worry as much about ranking that page organically. You could literally hide that page from search engines because what matters is getting people to the first page. And once they're on that first page and they're consuming that content and they see a relevant offer for an ebook or some type of lead magnet, they're going to click through. And from that point, they are now one step further in the funnel and now it's become all about getting them to convert into a lead or a customer. So I hope this makes sense. If it doesn't, feel free to ask questions. You can reach out to me via email at landingpageschool.com or you can hit me up on Twitter or LinkedIn. But I hope you now see that you can certainly do SEO and CRO together, but usually not on the very same page. You're going to need multiple pages to really make this happen in an effective manner. Now, another thing I want to cover that's really important is that there are some areas of overlap with SEO and CRO that matter no matter what you're doing. And these areas of overlap include clarity, speed, and usability. So what I mean by this is that no matter what your goal is, whether you're trying to optimize a page for SEO, whether you wanna get more organic traffic, or whether you're just trying to optimize for conversions, you need to make sure that you are creating an experience that is clear and easy for the visitor to understand what's going on and what you're providing. 
And you also need to really pay a lot of attention on the speed and performance of that page. Obviously, this is a huge factor with both conversion optimization and search engine optimization because you want your pages to load fast. So I encourage you to use a tool like webpagetest.org or gtmetrics.com and run a speed test and make sure your pages are loading fast on mobile and on desktop from all different locations. And last but not least, the third area of overlap is usability. You want your page to be usable, easy to navigate, and just provide a great experience for the visitors. So there you have it. This hopefully has been a quick rundown of the differences between SEO and CRO, and you can see how they work together. And if you use that two-page approach, that can be one of the best things you do to really take advantage of both SEO and CRO. So if this has been helpful, it would mean the world to me if you leave a review for this podcast over on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser. I will put links to both of these destinations in the show notes, or you can simply head over to ratethispodcast.com slash LPS for Landing Page School, and that'll let you rate and review the podcast on the platform of your choice. Last but not least, if you are enjoying this podcast series, I encourage you to download my free landing page checklist, which you can get over at landingpageschool.com slash checklist. It's absolutely free and it contains all the different things that I recommend you look for and review before launching your next landing page project. Again, it's absolutely free and you can pick up the landing page checklist at landingpageschool.com slash checklist. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next week. So until then, have a great rest of your day. Landing Page School is presented by Growth Marketer and produced by Earnworthy LLC.